The house was small, or at least it looked small. The house sat just a mile away from the ocean, on a massive grassy field that led to a massive bluff. There were no beaches within a hundred miles that were not at least completely covered by the tide at some point. Also, the bluffs made them very hard to reach in the first place. The house looked so small because it sat at the center of a wind farm, where 26 100-meter-tall turbines sat scattered around the small farmhouse. For that is what it had once been, a farm. And it still was in some ways. I saw the whole view as I walked up to the house, down the dirt road. I pushed open the door and stepped into the house, over the rug. A letter sat unopened on the floor, from where the postman had dropped it. I hadn't opened it yet. It had been sitting there for over a week. I crouched down and picked it up for the first time. Part of me was a little surprised that it didn't burn. The paper felt rough in my hands. I ignored the return address and tore open the letter. I unfolded it. It was just a single page. Dear Delilah, I'm sorry. I didn't get to the second line before I heard the door open. The back door creaked open on its rusty hinges. I turned around. Dad had his tool belt hung over his shoulder. He kicked off his boots and grunted when he saw me standing by the front door. So you finally opened the damn thing. It's about damn time you got that garbage off of the porch. He hung up the tools on the rack right by the door and walked into the kitchen. I tucked the letter into the front pocket of my overalls and followed him into the kitchen. He had his back turned to me. He set his helmet on the counter so I could see his matted down gray hair. Dad? What? It was just short of a yell. He took off the teapot and poured himself a cup. Then he took a sip. His back still turned to me. The warm smell of the tea filled the room. Dad, what is your problem? I crossed my arms my hair falling in front of my face. I made my problems pretty damn clear. I made them clear when I divorced that woman. The court made it clear when I got custody. She made it clear when she decided to walk out of your life for years at a time. You made my issue clear when she would show up for a few days and leave you behind. It broke your heart every damn time. I uncrossed my arms and took a step forwards. Dad, we don't know what she wants. It's not this time. He finally turned and faced me. He set down his cup and embraced me. He was still over a foot taller than me. He leaned his chin onto the top of my head. I don't need to, baby. Just let that letter go. She has hurt you enough. She has hurt both of us enough. But it's your decision. I hugged him back, then let go. I need time. Take all the time you need. Did you retune the rotor on Turbine 19 yet? He smiled slightly and shook his head. I turned away and walked towards the door. I pushed open the back door. Helmet, harness, radio, and stay safe. I know. I paused in the doorway and looked back towards my dad. I know. I walked past the massive replacement blades that sat just behind the house. I trudged down the long, gravel path towards the barn. I lifted my keyring and unlocked the barn door. Pushing open the smaller door, the barn was filled with the larger and more delicate pieces of the towers. I grabbed my harness and tool belt 
and, of course, my helmet, and finally the radio. I put on my sunglasses and stepped out into the daylight. I started my way towards Turbine 19, the sun at my back. My thoughts raced. The letter in my front pocket weighed me down like a pile of bricks. My feet followed along the dirt road towards the ocean, the sea air blowing into my face. My heart was racing like I'd just run a marathon. But I was just walking down a path. I closed my eyes, letting my feet carry me. I could hear the ocean crashing into the rocks in the distance. My eyes shut open when my foot struck a rock. I stumbled forward. The 19th turbine was off to my left. I turned and started walking down the grassy path. It had been there, almost a decade since the turbines were installed. Since my father had escaped the city and escaped my mom for the last time. When we had moved out of that flat. It was the same flat that had been the last place my mom had lived with us. It had only been for a few weeks, but my dad had said that it would never happen again after she walked out one morning. It had been on the same day that she'd promised to take me to a recital. She never showed up. No note, no nothing. She was gone for weeks. And, as far as I knew, that was one of the last times she was ever back at the house. Dad had thought that I hadn't heard it, but I had. She'd stopped by the flat again a few weeks later. She had a fight with my dad out in the hallway. I snuck out of my room and listened. A lot of words had been exchanged. Ones I didn't want to hear. But it was the first time I ever exactly learned what my mom was doing. Until then, I had no idea how much the two of them had been hiding from me. I reached the tower. I pulled out my ring of keys and unlocked the door into the tower. At the base, I pulled out another set of keys and unlocked the panel. And, after switching a few levers, the turbine started slow. The whirring sound inside the tower became more and more quiet. Then, there was silence altogether, as the blades came to a halt. I closed the panel, and walked into the cage, and looked up at the first ladder. This one went up twenty meters, twice as high as our house, and this was only the first of six such ladders I had to climb. I took a deep breath, tightened my helmet, adjusted my overalls, and started climbing, one hand in front of the others. I just kept going upwards. She stopped by less and less after that. I saw her less and less, too. We ended up in a courtroom, and I didn't even understand what was happening. But my mom signed some papers and cried a lot. Dad just stood there as it happened. He didn't go to her. He just watched as he stood by my shoulder. I reached the first platform and stopped to take a deep breath. Only five more to go. I started upwards once again. One day, I got out of school. It had been the last day of school before the weekend. The school was only a block away from the tube, and our flat building door was just across the street from the station. I had just started to walk towards the tube to catch my train when my mom had stopped me. She'd taken me to go get some ice cream and to buy new clothes. Then we went and saw a movie that night. Then we went out and got dinner. She'd then taken me home. And I asked her to come inside, but she said she couldn't. It had been a good afternoon. The last good afternoon with her. She had left me a block from the flat building door. And when I reached the door, I saw a police officer who took me upstairs. 
Dad had been beside himself and started crying the moment I walked in. I had told him I had been with Mom, but he just kept crying, and eventually the police left. The times I had seen her after that got less and less frequent. After that little incident, it was three months before I saw her again for the first time. There was myself, Dad, Mom, and some other lady. The lunch we had shared had been extremely awkward. It had continued like that every other month for about a year. Eventually, it was just the three of us again. Eventually, her coming over became more common, with her coming over every month or so for dinner, and once to watch me for the afternoon. Then, all of that had ended. All Dad had said was that she wouldn't be coming around anymore. It wasn't until a few years later that I had learned she'd been put in prison. From that day on, she was not really a part of my life. She would send the occasional birthday card, and the dinners every so often. The last straw would come on my 16th birthday. My dad took both of us out for dinner. Mom was supposed to be there, but she hadn't been, and I could tell Dad was upset for me, but after everything, I had come to expect it. I reached the fourth landing, breathing hard now. I still had over 33 meters left to climb before I made it to the top of the tower. I cracked my knuckles and adjusted my overalls. They seemed a lot heavier now, with all the gear strapped to myself. I looked up. Only another 33 meters left to go. I grabbed the rungs and started to climb. The dinner had been nice. The weekend before, we had my birthday party with my friends. But since my birthday was in the middle of the week, my dad had decided dinner was a good idea. We came back to the flat, to find the door to our flat open. We stepped inside, to find the place had been ransacked. The door had been locked. The only person who had known we were going to go out that night had been Mom. And the door camera later confirmed it had been her. Dad wasn't even angry. He just looked really sad. He looked at me and just said, as we stared at our destroyed flat, my company is building a wind farm on the west coast. They need someone to oversee the project and maintain it after it's finished. Wanna go? I said yes. Neither of us wanted to stay here anymore. So we left. That had been the last time I'd seen my mom. Just a few weeks before she broke into our home. So she could feed her addiction. I reached the top of the tower and stopped to take in as many breaths as I could of the oil-soaked air that still somehow smelled like the sea. One hundred meters sounded like a lot more than it looked like. I looked at the still rotor. I could look for the problem in a minute. First, I needed to see the ocean. I grabbed onto the final set of rungs. I grabbed the handle of the hatch and twisted it open. I opened the hatch to the top of the rotor, casing, and attached my first carabiner. Then I stood up. After taking a step back, I closed the hatch and walked a little ways and attached my next carabiner into its slot. Walking back, I unclipped the first one. This was the best view in the whole country. The ocean washed just a kilometer or so away. The wind blew across my face, with the heavy smell of the salt. There was rarely a reason to come up so far. But I did it anyway, and I couldn't help myself. 
I reached into my inner pocket and pulled out the letter. The wind tried to yank it out of my hand, but I didn't let it go. I leaned back against the tether, the massive turbine just a dozen feet in front of me. I opened the letter and continued to read. After all of this time, after so many mistakes, I know that I have hurt you, which is why I am saying goodbye. I looked away. I turned my face towards the ocean, the breeze blowing into my face. The blades whomped and whomped along the other rotors, along the other towers, the blades slowly turning. I looked back at the letter and read on. I am leaving for America tomorrow. The plane actually leaves in just a couple of hours. Writing this letter is the last thing I am doing before I leave. I wanted to come by. I wanted to see you one last time. I wanted to talk to you. But I know I couldn't leave you another time. But I also didn't feel like I could walk out of your life forever without saying something. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was never there for you. I'm glad your father was there for you. He is a better person than me. Goodbye, Delilah. I crumpled the letter in my hand and let it go. It flew away, towards the countryside, away from the ocean, away from me. She never cared about me, did she? I didn't think in all of those years of pain she'd caused me. She had ever said, I love you. Now she's gone. She had finally washed her hands clean of me. And she hadn't even ever had the guts to say it. I felt a lot of things. But not sadness. I hadn't lost my mom. I lost that woman a long time ago. I turned over the envelope and looked at the return address. The name on it was my mother's name, but the address was the airport, something I had not noticed. I let go of the envelope, and it drifted away, not getting caught in the breeze. It just sank away from me, disappearing towards the ocean as it disappeared in the shadow of the turbine.